0: Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. I was one of the Stonewall girls. 1969 when the Stonewall riot started, that's when I started my little rioting. You could not miss today's activist when she hit the New York streets. For decades, she was a fixture of the city, draped in flower crowns and Christmas lights, and materials others discarded. She fought fiercely for the queer community while battling mental illness, substance abuse, and homelessness. Her middle initial, P, famously stood for Pay It No Mind. Let's talk about Marsha P. Johnson. Marsha was born Malcolm Michaels Jr. on August 24, 1945 in Elizabeth, New Jersey, the fifth of seven children. Her father, Malcolm Sr., worked the assembly line at General Motors. Her mother, Alberta, was a housekeeper. By the age of five, Marcia was drawn to wearing dresses. But she soon stopped, intimidated by bullying from other children and a sexual assault from a teenage neighbor. In 1963, high school diploma in hand, Marcia left home for New York City with a bag of clothes and $15. But New York, despite its reputation as a progressive capital, was still not an easy place for the queer community in 1963. Just a decade earlier, sodomy had been downgraded from a felony to a misdemeanor. It was illegal for two men or two women to dance together romantically in public. Bars were banned from serving gay people alcohol. Cross-dressing often earned a sexual deviancy charge. And all of this was enforced arbitrarily by police. To survive in the city, Marsha turned to sex work. She often alternated between her birth name, Malcolm, and Black Marsha, which she later changed to Marcia P. Johnson. Being arrested became commonplace. Marsha later said she lost count after 100. Transphobia was rampant within New York's gay community. Marsha became, according to her, one of the first people to go into Greenwich Village's Stonewall Inn in drag. In 1969, police raided the well-known gay bar, attempting to arrest patrons for simply being inside. The raid kicked off a three-day riot. There are many differing accounts of what became known as the Stonewall Riots. Some say Marsha screamed, I got my civil rights, and threw a shot glass at the bar which had been set on fire by police. Some say she threw a brick. Others say she climbed a telephone pole and dropped her purse, heavy with bricks, onto the windshield of a police car. Regardless, the consensus is that Marcia was there, part of the vanguard pushing back against the police, and that Marsha, a 23-year-old black, homeless, gender-nonconforming sex worker, deserves recognition for kicking off a global movement for LGBTQ rights. The first gay pride parade hit the streets of New York in 1970. That same year, Marcia and fellow activist, Sylvia Rivera founded Star, street transvestite action revolutionaries. They advocated for other young trans people, often clothing and housing them in a tenement on the Lower East Side. Their goal, Marcia said, was, to see gay people liberated and free and to have equal rights that other people have in America. We believe in picking up the gun, starting a revolution if necessary." Marcia became a well-known figure across New York. She was essentially unmissable. Tall and slender, she was known for her dramatic ensembles of discarded materials, plastics, bright wigs, costume jewelry, fake fruit, and floral crowns, whose blooms she scavenged from the city's flower district. In 1972, Marsha began working with a drag performance group, Hot Peaches. In 1975, she was photographed by Andy Warhol as part of his gentlemen and ladies portfolio. In 1980, she rode in the lead car of the now annual Gay Pride Parade. When AIDS began devastating the city's gay community, Marsha worked with the AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power, or ACT UP, attending meetings and protests. But amidst her growing fame as both an activist and an artist, Marsha struggled under the weight of mental illness and substance abuse. Her first breakdown came in 1970. For the rest of her life, she would be in and out of psychiatric hospitals. Marsha also struggled with housing, living on the streets and on friends' couches for the majority of her adult life. In the summer of 1992, Marsha went missing. A few days later, on July 6th, her body was pulled from the Hudson River. Police quickly called it a suicide, but her friends and chosen family pushed back against that decision and continue to do so to this day. Marsha P. Johnson's magic came from her ability to mix joy with anger, performance with activism. She once said, As long as gay people don't have their rights all across America, there's no reason for celebration. All month, we're talking about activists. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our Encyclopedia Womanica newsletter, Womanica Weekly. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica, and you can follow me directly on Twitter, at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Before you go, I want to tell you about another thoughtful podcast for women by women. It's called Tilted, a Lean In podcast. In each episode, Lean In CEO Rachel Thomas explores topics at the intersection of gender and culture. They discuss why burnout is hitting women harder than men, how to challenge binary views of gender, how toxic masculinity is holding boys back, and how women are leading the most powerful movements around the globe. If you're interested in learning how to make the world a little less tilted for yourself or your community, Subscribe to Tilted, a lean-in podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen.